This is episode 04, How to Need Less Willpower. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. It is your fearless leader, Ilan, here. I'm here with our co-founder, Eric Charles. How's it, Eric? How are you? Hey, Ilan. I'm good, man. How about you? Excellent. I'm really excited and pumped about today's episode. And the reason why is because I think it's going to help a lot of our sleek geeks to live their life better. As you know, we focused on helping people build healthy habits and live their best life. And one of the things that we find trip people up a lot of the time is the topic of willpower. Mm. So we're talking about willpower today. Guys, whenever we ask on the group over the last many years of running this community, when we ask people what's their biggest problem, what's their biggest struggle, a lot of them will say, I have limited willpower, I have no willpower, I lack willpower. They believe that they're the kind of person who doesn't have willpower. So today, we are going to help you address that. We are going to help you today to um, succeed when you feel like you don't have willpower. Mm. We're going to help you win when you don't have willpower. And we're going to help you build your willpower too. So Eric, what exactly is willpower? That is a good question. You know, you and I sat down before this podcast to try and really get clear on the terminology. And from what we've seen, willpower comes down to control. It literally comes down to can you control your behaviors? Can you exert control? So that's either having the willpower to do something, like to go work out, yes. to get up early, uh, to go to bed early or something like that. Or it could be the willpower to exert control and refrain from doing something. To resist so something. Resist an urge, resist junk food, resist sleeping in, uh, something like that. So willpower generally comes down to control. Yes. So it's quite understandable that people who maybe are not being very successful in their health and fitness journey they may be feeling very out of control, they're feeling very powerless, so therefore they say they're lacking willpower, and that very well may be true. Absolutely. But you know, we've also experienced in this whole, the the coaching program we run, we know that willpower is both a muscle, it's something that you can build, it's something you can improve, but it's also a little bit limited sometimes. There's only so much willpower you can exert each day. Yes. So you have to kind of take like a two-pronged approach to both finding ways to help yourself build more willpower, yep. but more importantly, finding ways to help yourself, help yourself spend less willpower. Or require less willpower. You require like less willpower. Designing exactly your life. Right. So ultimately you design your whole life so that you have to use willpower as little as possible. Yes. You know, so I think that that's a great way to, to frame it. And you know, I learned something today when we were discussing this because I'd always thought about willpower as just when you resist something, yes. like something about instant gratification, like mm. you offering me you're offering me a cookie right now. Yeah. I've got to tap into my willpower to resist that. Absolutely. Like I hadn't thought about it that you also need willpower to do actions. Absolutely. Like go yeah. to the gym. Exactly. So we're going to talk about both those different categories. And it's, it's quite an interesting topic to talk about today because we happen to be recording this episode on Black Friday. Yeah. So I think for many people, 
willpower is a good example of whether they can resist the urge of a good sale yes or whether they can deliberately not look at sales websites like what we do i mean i don't know do you but i do my best to never impulse buy yeah i'm not an impulse buyer either i've never i've been a saver i'm very like with my money i'm very conservative and i like of, buying things that i really need or want though. absolutely so you plan it you know it you're confident it's not just like uh, okay maybe I'll buy it yeah. and I think that leads into like our first topic because you know you and I were talking before this podcast and you said to me you find you have limited willpower when it comes to food yes. right yeah. like I think many people in Sleekick will know that despite I'm terrible the, if you put a chocolate in front of me right now I'd spend the next 40 minutes I would not be able to listen to you I'd just be thinking about that chocolate absolutely and it's, it's amazing how I think it's good for people to know that even the most successful people people who are leading in health fitness community people who have lost yeah. so much weight they still struggle. They don't necessarily have endless amounts of willpower. Sure. But what I wanted to point out to you earlier was you may find that you don't have that much willpower when it comes to food. Yes. But it doesn't mean you are someone who has no willpower. Because yes. you just said now you have willpower when it comes to spending Exactly. Money. I see a sales sign and I don't think, oh my God, I've got to buy that thing. Exactly. So I think you, that is so important because if, if somebody's listening to this right now, mm. if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you are someone who has given yourself the limiting belief or you've told yourself, you've made one of those statements, I'm not the kind of person who, mm. I'm not the kind of person who has willpower. I just don't have willpower. I have no yes. willpower, okay? If you're someone who's ever said that, mm. think about it now, apply your mind to an area in your life where you do have willpower because I'm pretty sure that whether it comes to, you know, something related to your career or your job or parenting your children mm. or whatever it is, I'm pretty sure you can point to one aspect of your life where you have some willpower. So every day you get up in the morning, you go to work, whether you want to or not. Every day after school, you go and fetch your kids from school, whether you want to or not. Yes. You don't need willpower to do that. Yes. Even though it would be nice to have extra willpower to be easier. Yes. You don't have to have willpower to do something. Absolutely. So I think that that's the first point is that probably everyone has a willpower in some areas mm. and it's not a universal concept that you just have no willpower in all areas. So I think like that's the first kind of Absolutely. learning. And then obviously people struggle with different areas. So yeah. today we're going to help you with some strategies as to how you can do that. And, and the other thing that I just wanted to point out from that, you know, I said right there and then that I don't have a willpower around delicious, like mm. junk kind of foods. Yeah. And you know, I wanted to tell you that because I think we go through life thinking that the people that we look up to, the people we aspire to, that they never, that they, that, that they don't, you know, when you put a donut in front of them, they don't, they're, they're not thinking, oh, I wish I could eat that. Yeah. You know, they are having to enlist some willpower. There's strategies. And I think a great one to use in the coaching program is when there's a problem, you, people often say, I have no willpower. Mm. And that's the end of their thought process. Yes. But in the coaching program that we run, we encourage people to say, I have no willpower, but that's okay because, and you yes. fill in the blanks. So you're actually forcing them to continue the sentence. Yes. I am going to a birthday party tomorrow night and I'm worried about all the junk food that will be there, but that's okay because... Insert solution. Exactly. You're now going into a problem-solving mindset rather than just being in a limited, fixed stuck mindset yeah and i mean you, i think we were talking earlier and, and i found the same research study that you referred to where they said that people who say that they have no willpower mm. actually end up having less willpower than people who believe that they have willpower yes i mean it sounds kind of obvious yes. 
Absolutely. But the whole the whole takeaway there is if you're someone who says I have no willpower, then you are even less likely to have the willpower that you might need. Absolutely. In yeah. a situation. Yeah, very true. So should we dive straight into the first topic? The first tip we have to help yeah. you need less willpower and create more. Absolutely. So guys, if you feel like you have no willpower, this is going to help you in any situation. So the first one is quite simply design your environment. And what we mean by that is, let's say, for example, you've got one kid who grows up in a household full of smokers. Are they likely to become a smoker themselves? Yes, probably. Now, what about a kid who grows up in a household where no one smokes? They're probably a lot less likely to become a smoker than the other kid. And that is not about willpower. That other kid isn't weak or the other kid isn't stronger. Yeah. There's no more or less willpower. It's just simply the environment they're in that is setting them up for failure or success by Abs default. Absolutely. So in that example, the kid often doesn't have a choice. Yes. Like my parents were both chain smokers. Mm. I became a chain smoker even though I swore I'd never smoke. Yes. I didn't have a choice in that. So your, your willpower gets depleted every single day. You've got to resist, you've got to resist, and eventually like, oh, what's the point? I didn't have a choice in that. But what we're saying to you right now is we can choose to design an environment in such a way that it, it helps us succeed, that it, sets, it doesn't make it harder for you, it makes it easier for you. Yep. Like, so, so one of the, the, the best examples of that is the kitchen, right? Yes. I mean, the, obviously, you know, we're a health community. Yep. Nutrition is one of the biggest aspects. People want to lose weight. They want to maintain their weight. So, you know, where does that mainly... That, let's talk about the kitchen. Yeah. So basically, when it comes to the kitchen, quite simply... If you keep lots of healthy food in your kitchen, mm. you're more likely to eat it. Absolutely. If you keep lots of junk food in the kitchen, you're more likely to eat it. Yeah. Like it literally just is the, the environment that you choose to create. You or someone so you love. If you have two options. You can either every single day or even every single minute resist the urge of the chocolate that's sitting in your fridge or the cookies that are sitting in your cupboard or the ice cream that's sitting in your deep freeze. Yeah, yeah. And you can have to spend so much willpower every single day resisting the urge every time you hear it calling your name. Yes. Or you can make the once-off, very small, very easy decision that when you're shopping, you're not going to bring chocolate or ice cream or cookies home to your kitchen. You're going to keep a clean kitchen environment. Exactly. I mean, and you know, like we're going to talk later about, about willpower being a muscle. Yes. And about flexing that muscle. Yes. But, you know, at this point, I think... I just want to quickly, so people can picture it in their head, mm. you know, you get willpower, you get fatigue because willpower is like a muscle. Yes. So I'm picturing now, let's say I put something in my fridge, like a cheesecake. Yeah. And I'm picturing opening up my fridge. No, 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 I mustn't eat the cheesecake, close the fridge. Now you have time. Oh, I mustn't eat the free cheesecake, yeah. close the fridge. Like, ultimately you'll get decision kind of fatigue. Yes. Where at 11 o'clock tonight, after you've said no to the cheesecake 10 times, doesn't matter who you are you're probably going to say yes to the cheesecake. Absolutely. You know, or if you spend time with someone on the weekend and all weekend they're offering you drinks, offering you a drink, no thanks, oh no, 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 no. Eventually, you're going to get so tired of saying no, you'll say yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's like peer pressure almost. Just yeah. you get pressured and pressured and pressured and then you just give in. But it's because you've had to resist, resist, resist. And you can see, well, I think something important to, to mention here is that Yes, we may look at segmenting willpower into like nutrition or fitness or sleep or finance, but often your willpower has to do with everything in your life. Yes. You get up in the morning, okay, what time do you get up at? Do you yes. hit the snooze button or not? Do you get out of bed straight away or not? Yes. Do you um, 
take a shower first in the morning or not? Or do you do that first in the morning? Yes. Uh, what do you wear to work? What clothes do you wear? What clothes do you wear to your home office? You yes. know, since you're working from home right now, you, you'll find many people have what's called a capsule wardrobe where they literally have very similar outfits. Yes. I think Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook is a yeah, classic I mean, example. Yeah. He wears the same damn shirt every single well, Steve day. Steve Jobs used to wear that same black polo. Totally. Yeah, they don't want to make that decision because it just means they can make a better decision when it comes, a more important decision yes. when it comes to work or something like that. Absolutely. And, and you know, for me, like another really great way to understand how powerful environment design is, is the power of suggestion. Okay. So for example, I went to a meeting this morning um, and it was a business meeting. Yes. But when I got there, there was a big jar of peanuts mm. on the table. Okay. Okay. Now the thing is, is that had I gone to that meeting, if the jar of peanuts wasn't there yeah. and everyone else wasn't dipping into it, yes. I wouldn't have been thinking, oh, I'd like some peanuts. Mm, some peanuts would be nice. Like peanuts yeah. would be the furthest thing from my mind. Exactly. The fact that they were there. Mm. So, you know, what are you bringing into your environment? What are you, you know, what are you bringing into your family's environments that are actually just making, it's a power of suggestion. You would have never been thinking about that thing. Absolutely. You know, or it could even be just circumstance in a, in a sense of, let's say, Night one, you're just sitting at home on the couch doing your thing. And yeah. It's a normal night, you go to bed. Yes. Night two, you know, your, your partner's got a headache and they say, listen, can you go to the petrol station and get me some Panado, please? Mm -hmm. You find yourself walking into a petrol station at eight o'clock at night and you're like, hmm, look at all the chocolates. Hmm, look at all the <laughs> chips. Chances are the average person would come home with something. It increases the chances, yeah, absolutely. Now, if you were just sitting on your couch on a normal night, you would not have been thinking, oh, I'd love some chips or chocolate now. Yeah. But it's that power of suggestion that your environment prompts you. Absolutely. To. And, and I think when people are mindful of this, yeah. and, and the reason why I like this is I want you guys listening to realize that when you are make it hard for yourself but by designing your environment poorly or getting yourself into the wrong context, it's actually... It's actually normal to struggle in that situation. Yes. Everyone is going to battle in that situation. Yes, some people might be able to flex their willpower a little bit more. Yes. And, you know, I find it's contextual. Like for me, sometimes I can flex my willpower a lot. Sometimes I can't, depending on what's going on in my life. Exactly. How are you sleeping? How's your stress? How's your work? How's your relationships? But the main thing up. that I want people to get away from is A, not to feel bad. Yes. You're not a bad person. Yeah. You don't suck. And B, I don't want you to let yourself off the hook. Because a lot of people will say, I have no willpower. And it's kind of like, that abdicates their responsibility. Yes. Like, I'm not that type of person. It's I not my fault. Yes. Exactly. So I want to say, guys, not an excuse anymore. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear anyone say, I failed because I had no willpower. Because Absolutely. we are empowering you now to navigate this. And I'll talk about some strategies to actually, that some actual practical things you can do in your kitchen. But just a quick story first. You know, for those who knew my background, I grew up very overweight, very unhealthy, with the absolute firm belief that I could never be thin, I could never be fit, I could never be healthy, it just was not the kind of person I was. Yeah. It was absolutely impossible. And I lived like that for about 20 years of my life. And slowly over time, especially with the help of Sleek Geek, I changed that to who I am now. And people now, who they see me now, they think, geez, you've always been fit, you've always been healthy, you make it look so easy. But the truth is my, my lifestyle and my environment is very, very different. And growing up, I had a cupboard a drawer full of sweets so every any time I felt bored any time I felt anxious or just I was just walking past the kitchen I'll casually slide the drawer open yeah. like automatically without even thinking about it I still do it to this day I still go and I just pull the drawer out even though there's, I'm not actually looking for anything 
I mean, you've told me you used to lie in bed and eat sweets. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, can't even imagine, like knowing you now, I can't even imagine And that. it's because they were so easy. Like literally, <laughs> I would just walk past the kitchen, I would pull out the drawer, grab a packet of sweets and go on with my life. But now I can't do that. I mean, I open the drawer and maybe there's some bills on with some nuts in there. Yeah. And those aren't like trigger fruits for me. I'm okay with those. I'm not going to overeat them. Yes. Uh, everyone obviously has different foods. Some people... They, they will overeat on nuts or they will overeat on biltong. I'm not that kind of person. Um, but the, the fact is, like, growing up, I never used to put any thoughts into my environment. And therefore, it made it really impossible to change, really hard to change. Yes. But now I understand the power of uh, designing an environment. And every single day, I look around and think, how can I make my life a little bit easier? How can I do something now that future Eric will thank me for? Yeah. So let's talk about some of those strategies. Mm. I mean, I, I know some of you might have the concern that I've got kids, I've got a partner, I can't get rid of all the junk food. That's okay. But the first step is just to know that the more healthy food you have in your house and the less junk food you have in your house, the better. Like, yeah. well, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, but you want to keep less junk food and more healthy food. You have to make that effort to design the environment. Now, when it comes to making, like, making the best of what you got, you want to put the healthier food you want to make it obvious. You want to make it super visible. So, for example, if the first thing you do when you walk into your kitchen is a jar of rusk on the table, you're very likely to have a rusk. Yeah. Quite often, at least. I know Elad and I will have a rusk like every single time we see that damn jar. I'll have three. But if you walk into your kitchen and the first thing you see is a bowl of fruit, you're more likely to have some fruit or some vegetables instead, or you're less likely to have rust at the very least. So, I want you to really think about how can I make healthy food more visible and more obvious yes. and more convenient. And how can I make unhealthy food? Like, let's say you, you really have to keep rusks in your house because your partner loves rusks. Yes. Okay, put them in the cupboard somewhere. Put them out of sight. Put them in an inconvenient place. If you're short, put them in the tallest possible cupboard. Yes. If you're tall, put them in the lowest possible cupboard. Make it really hard, really inconvenient, really invisible to get yeah. to those foods. Because I mean, you know, when you talk about motivation theory, I know we're talking about willpower. Yes. But like, I think the similar thing applies. When you talk about motivation theory, like basically the, the when you have a low motivation, you always do the easiest thing. Yes. So that's often why when, What's you, the default, when right? you've had like a really tough day, that's why quickly going to Uber Eats on your phone mm. and ordering some takeaways, yeah. it's so much easier for you than getting up Cutting some, some lettuce, making a salad. Absolutely. You know, cooking some food. So tip, tip number two, delete Uber Eats from your phone. Make it more inconvenient to order junk food. Or tip number three, prep food in advance so that you actually have it sitting in your fridge. Absolutely. Ready for you to eat. Like, you've always got to be thinking, like Eric said, how can I make it easier? How can I make it more convenient? Yes. How can I remove the things that are making it hard for me? Absolutely. I mean, even the vegetables that I buy, I don't buy vegetables that need to be chopped and cooked yeah. and seasoned and uh, the whole process. I buy vegetables like carrots and tomatoes and cucumber yeah. and lettuce that I can literally just eat raw with very minimal effort and very minimal time involved. But it just makes it easier. Absolutely. So guys, maybe you're not a crappy person who lacks uh, willpower. Maybe you've just designed your environment poorly. Something to think about. Absolutely. If you want more on this, you can go to the Sleek Geek website or even just go to Google and yeah. type in Sleek Geek Kitchen Makeover yeah. and you'll find all of our tips listed there for you to apply to your own uh, environment. Absolutely. So let's go into the second one, Elan. Sure. It is about automating or pre-committing. Now, an example of that might be, let's talk about the gym. 
Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of willpower to go to the gym sometimes. Sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sure. You're low on willpower. You've had a hectic day and now it's after work or it's 5 a.m. and you're just so tired. One way that you can make willpower less necessary is you pre-commit or you automate. Yep. And that means, okay, you've hired a personal trainer or you've agreed with a friend that you're going to meet them at the gym. Or you've booked a class. Exactly. So it doesn't have to require money. It just means that you've already committed to it. Yes. You've already, there's no decision that needs to be made. There's something waiting for you there. So you're being pressured into doing it. Yeah. Or you've even told somebody, like you've told your partner, you know, I'm going to the gym at five o'clock. Yes. You know, they might, it might just put some pressure on just you. Just a little bit, yeah. You know, that you might think, oh, you know, I'm going to look like an idiot if I don't go. Absolutely. Or, you know, I'll sometimes, even if I don't feel like going to the gym, I'll post on the Sleeky group and say, guys, I'm really struggling to like want to go to the gym today. Like, tell I've me to go. That, yeah, and you get a like, hundred comments like, yeah, I'm going. And everyone says, go, go, go. And, and the reason why I do that is because I know that after that, I'm going to look like a real ass. If you don't if, do it. If I didn't post my gym selfie. Absolutely. I, I love it. I think it's a fantastic example of positive peer pressure. It's almost like you're giving us, you're taking away the choice. You're taking mm. away the negotiation. Absolutely. And, so, and, you know, earlier we, we talked about, you know, preparing foods and stuff like that. And I think actually taking some time to chop up your veggies or something like that is a form of automation as well. You are, sure. you are making the behavior easier or buying a pre-made salad from, from Woolies or from Food Lovers Market or wherever you like to order from. Um, that's another great example of automating or pre-committing. And in fact, even just simply opening up your calendar yeah. and making an appointment, actually saying, I am going to go to the gym at two o'clock on Monday afternoon. Yes. If you have the luxury like me of working out during the workday. Sure. I mean, there's lots of reasons why you could ignore it, but it's still, it's one step closer to yeah. just relying on willpower. Absolutely. Itself. So that's, that's a pretty easy one to understand. Yeah. And it, it sort of leads into the next one of planning ahead and being prepared. I mean, I love this one. Like I, I love this one because for me, I've learned on my journey that being healthy is a game of strategy. Yes. Like I love strategy. You know, for me, strategy is about trying to figure out what's going to happen and how can I cater for it better? Yes. You know, like we've, uh, I, no, we haven't mentioned in the podcast before, but like I once was reading up about Starbucks, for example, mm. their training system for their staff. And their whole training system is based on training staff what to do in a crisis situation. What do you do when you're standing there at the till at the cash register and you've got someone shouting at you about the wrong order or whatever it is. I want to see the manager. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, basically that's what they, they rehearse that and they train for that and they practice that because the whole idea, and it's the same with the military or even, you know, when I was going for my martial arts, my Krav Maga, you preparing for a crisis situation. Nice. The whole idea is that when a crisis situation happens, yeah. you'll know what to do. Yes. So for example, your family is shouting up and down. They want takeaways tonight. They don't want cooked food. What are you going to do? Well, in advance, you could have said, okay, if my family wants takeaways, I know that... Nando's is a better option than the pizza place because at Nando's I can get a half chicken and salad. Yes. You know, you know what you're going to do in the situation yeah. and you have a solution that's going to be slightly better. And again, this is where the whole problem, but that's okay because sentence comes in. Exactly. My family wants takeaway, but that's okay because I can get from Nando's. Oh, my family wants pizza. Yes. But that's okay because I can get a small one and then make a quick salad for myself on the side. Absolutely. So, you know, talking about planning ahead, there's two examples just in the last two days that I can mention. So tonight I'm going to my family for dinner. My aunt's here from overseas. And I was, I asked them, you know, what can I bring along? And they said, you know, just, you know, you can bring the ice cream. So I went uh, yesterday to shop for the ice cream and I thought to myself, you know what? Um, 
at first I was actually going to buy everyone low calorie ice cream. And then my girlfriend said, no, you know, you can't impose that on everyone. <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, I thought I could, but anyway, so I bought a big two liter tub of normal full cream ice cream for the family. And then I got her and I two small low calorie ice creams, which I think taste just as good. And I'm taking those along. Why? Because now I've taken away that conversation. I've taken away that negotiation. Tonight, when it comes to dessert time, I don't have to sit there and tie myself into a knot about whether I want the ice cream or don't want the ice cream. And then I have the ice cream and then I feel bad about the ice cream. It's yeah. going to be so easy. We're going to have our um, portion control. We each got a little thing. We've got our own little, like, you know, calorie-restricted ice creams. And we're going to enjoy it. We're going to be part of the family. That's an example of planning ahead and being prepared. I like that. And, and, I, and I know I don't those, have to have the willpower anymore. And I know those ice creams are pretty small, so it's almost pre-portioned for you. Exactly. And this should probably fit into the design your environment element. But let's say, for example, you do want to have something nice. You know, on, on Sleeky Lifestyle, we do encourage you to still eat the foods you enjoy. I think food should still be a pleasure of some kind, sure. just not done daily. Um, but a good example is, let's say you want to have some ice cream or you want to have some chocolate. You go and you buy the smallest possible portion you can. You don't go buy sure. the jumbo pack. You don't go buy the one that's going to be leftovers for the next week. You don't go buy the whole cake. Mm. You go buy the cake slice or the smallest possible chocolates. And Absolutely. that literally takes your willpower out. You're going to have enough for one little portion and it's going to be gone. Absolutely. Like the other day we ended up in the petrol station and uh, my girlfriend said, oh, you know, she'd love some lint chocolate, mm. like some lint dark chocolate. Right. Now they, they had like, she said, what about the sea salt one? Now the sea salt one only comes in the big, big slab. slab. Yeah. Now, I know her trick, her famous so trick, good. because she's, she's good at having small little portions. Ah. Her famous trick is we'll get the sea salt thing. She'll have two blocks and I'll just eat with the rest <laughs> of the slab. slab. <laughs> and I know what'll happen. I'll devour it. Yeah. So I walked around and I saw, oh, in, in, in a half or even it was even smaller than half the size, they had an orange-flavored lint one. Okay. Which was only four blocks. Nice. And I'm not a big fan of orange chocolate. Yeah. Like, I can eat it, but it's not my favorite favorite. Nice. So I said to her, I said, you know what, let's rather get this one. A, because I knew that, like, it was a limited quantity. And B, like, it was still enjoyable enough, but I saved myself a few hundred calories That's just amazing. from one decision. And what I like about... All those examples you've given is it, it reinforces something that we talk a lot about at Sleek in that you don't have to be perfect. Health and fitness isn't an all or nothing yeah, approach. How to can life. you be a little bit better? Exactly. So you, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to either have no ice cream or be crap and have the ice cream, be bad and have the ice cream. You can go for the middle option, getting the lower kilojoule ice cream. Yes. You don't have to have no chocolate or all the chocolate. You can have this a little bit, the smaller portions, the chocolate maybe you don't like as much. Absolutely. There, there's, there's in between and that's, and that's where planning ahead and being prepared comes into play because I think a lot of people, they chase this perfectionist approach to health and fitness so much so that they try to pretend there won't be problems. Yes. So they therefore don't plan ahead. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be good this weekend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to that, my favorite pizza restaurant and I'm going to order a salad because yeah. I am so motivated. And they don't anticipate getting there, having low willpower, Smelling being tired, having a headache, maybe having a bit of PMS or something. And now they've got no problem-solving strategies. And it's all Where or nothing. Previously, and they could have agreed to someone and said, hey, let's share a pizza. 
Yeah. And then what happens with all or nothing is people they tend to throw, my dad always used to say, in for the penny, in for the pound. Ah. You know, like, it's like, Go oh, you know, I blew it. I might as well now have a dessert on top. The pizza, the milkshake. And a bottle of wine. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and so, you know, just when you go back, let's get back to that. This topic is planning ahead and being prepared. Yes. So a cool tool I think we can give people is I really like the idea of this if-then statement. Yes. And what it goes to, it goes back to that idea of, you know, planning for a crisis. Okay. So, you know, a great thing that we do in our coaching program is we'll often say to people, approaching a weekend or approaching a month or a holiday or whatever it is we say like what challenges can you anticipate yes like think about it now guys when you're listening to this right now this weekend what anticipate what what challenges can you anticipate life is messy you, you know, know maybe you've got a birthday maybe you've got a family bride maybe whatever it is and then decide how can you do a little better you know what kit strategies can you employ to do a little bit better at that event so, mm. so the statement will basically go like if I end up at this bra this weekend, it's okay because then I'll do X. Yes. You know, I'll I'll take chicken or red meat instead of bourgeois because bourgeois is very high in calories and fat content. Yes. You know, um, and so come up with strategies ahead of time. Plan ahead and be prepared. I like for, that. For all different kind of scenarios. You know, when you go to the work buffet, when you've got functions, mm. you know, you can already predict, like, we've been in this life long enough to know that there's constant situations that trip us up. I was about to say the every exact time I same thing. For pe- every time I stop for petrol, every time I stand in the queue at Kicks or at Woolworths and I'm in that, you know, all this, the sweets. Okay, at least the Woolworths now it's not so bad, but, yeah. you know, in other stores, there's still all the chocolates and the sweets. Absolutely. You know, when you're in that situation, know ahead of time, what are you going to do? It's not a surprise, right? Like, you know, I mean, majority of our problems are not once-off problems. They're no, not they're, they're not surprises to us. Like, you shouldn't act surprised that you are suddenly, you've got a headache again, or you're tired again, or you're low on willpower again. And you, you know, these are things that you can review from the past few months or the past few years. Anticipate, and learn you can from, predict. strategize around. Exactly. I mean, it does help to work with a coach. So if you do need help, we do have a sticky coaching program where we will help you build healthy habits. Sure. So it, it can help to work with a coach in this kind of thing, but you don't need one. You just need to be aware enough and willing enough to actually look at what your, your, your most common problems are and how you can potentially solve those. Absolutely. So, and you know, I mean, we'll talk about flexing your willpower muscle later, mm. but I definitely do find there's times where I've got a high willpower and there's times where I've got a low willpower, depending on what's going on with my day. It's contextual. So let's, I mean, should we go to the next point? I think it'll be a good idea. We're on about half an hour yeah. and let's let's see if we can talk for another 15 so, minutes. So this is a topic that we love talking about and once again translates to having a low willpower, which is the topic of this podcast, mm-hmm. is to focus on your why, to mm. connect to your reason. You know, you know, the, the stronger you can connect to what you want out of life, the stronger you're going to be able to stack those units of willpower when you need them. Isn't there a quote that says... He who has a strong enough why can we'll find the how. We'll find a how. There's some kind of quote like that where uh, I'm trying to think what it is now. But basically, like when you have a strong enough why, you will find a way. Yes. You know, like where there's a will, there's a way kind of thing. Sure. And, and you know, I, I think that there are some hardcore, you know, there are some guys out there who are quite hardcore. Like, you know, if you, if, if it's enough of a priority, if you're connected to it enough, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll will it away. Mm. And, and, you know, I think that there are some scenarios where there is some truth to that. Yeah. And it does work. But I think 
what we're trying to show in this podcast is that there's a combination of tools mm -hmm. and some of them work together and some of them are appropriate to different situations. Okay. For example, if you put a slice of chocolate cake on the table right now, yeah. I'm still highly connected to my reason and my why. Yes. Of wanting to live a healthy lifestyle. Okay. It's still going to be a struggle because of the environment design aspect of it, because of the power of suggestion. Um, so, so what I'm saying is, is that I think all these things kind of work together. Yeah. Um, and there's sometimes where tapping into my why really works. For sure. I think it, it, it brings you closer to your goals and makes more meaningful. Like I think if, if you don't have a very strong why, if you're kind of doing something because you think you should be doing it yes. or because someone else told you you must do it, you, you'll maybe be a little, little bit less motivated and you'll be willing to suffer less for it, meaning you'll be willing to exert less willpower to achieve it. Yes. Um, you know, if you see a loved one, let's, let's just say you're having a really bad day, you're tired, you're headachy, you couldn't even possibly think about going to the gym, mm. but suddenly you see a loved one in danger, that energy will come to you like that. Yes. You will have so much energy to go and help them, to save them, to look after them. Yes. That, because they are important to you. They are like, they, you've got a very strong why, a very strong reason for doing that. So it both makes willpower a little bit more optional, it's a very but it also connection. gives you like this burst of energy, the burst of so-called willpower possibly. And, and, and I think, you know, you've hit on a really important point there. Like to me, what in that scenario you just mentioned, what's important is the emotional aspect. Yes. You know, and this is why with the why we try to get people to get to the emotion of it. So let's and, explain the, the yeah. why. Can you, can you explain that for us quickly? Well, well, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we find that most people, when you ask them why they're doing something, they'll start often with something quite surface level. Yes. They'll often be like, oh, well, um, I'd like to lose some weight. You okay. know, um, why are you doing that? Because, you know, they, they, they don't know how to get to the depth of the actual reason why they're doing it. Yeah. And when we explore this with them, we do the exercise called the five whys. Yes. Which you, as a sleek geek, you'll hear us talk about that a lot. Um, it's because we want people to get to the depth of their reason. Okay. And so what we do is we say, well, what's your goal? Okay, I'd like to lose weight. Right. And then we ask them, well, why would you like to lose weight? Oh, because I'd like to fit into a certain pair of pants. Mm. You know, oh, why do you want to fit into that pair of pants? Oh, because then I'll um, feel better about myself. Right. You know, why do you want to feel better about yourself? Because that'll make me more confident. Okay. You know? And why do you want to be more confident? Because then my partner might be more attractive. My kids might think I'm a better mom or dad or whatever it is. Right. So ultimately, you ask yourself five times mm. why against your goal. So suddenly, like your, your goal of losing a bit of weight or looking better on the beach becomes a lot deeper. Like, you know, being a better parent or being a better partner. Exactly. Or being There's more an successful. emotional connection. I like that. So, so now when you're sitting at that table, let's say tonight I had to resist the ice cream. Yes. I hadn't made a plan. I'm sitting there, I'm confronted with this ice cream, like I'm sitting there I'm, and, and rather than me saying, oh, I'm not going to eat this ice cream because I want to lose another five kgs, that's not a very strong motivator. Mm. You know, if I'm sitting there thinking, I want to lose this ice cream, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so I can eat my way. <laughs> okay. I'm sitting there thinking, I want to like resist this ice cream because I really don't like the way I feel in my clothes right now. And I'd like to walk on the beach with my shirt off and feel confident. Yeah. Like maybe then that resonates with you. Yeah. Maybe transporting myself into that. Or sometimes, you know, people run towards pleasure or away from pain. Mm. Like sometimes I find what's useful for me on my journey is remembering how 
sad I felt when I was unhappy with my body. Right. You never want to go back there. Tapping into that. Like, I just don't want to go back. Right. Um, I know fear is not a great motivator, but for me, that works. But, yeah. I, like, I think I you just, have to use every tool. It was painful. Have. I don't want that pain again. Absolutely. I, I, I really think you have to use every tool at your disposal. So, so when it comes to finding your why, first of all, if you don't know exactly why you're doing this, you need to do the five whys exercise. Absolutely. So yes, you can yes. go to Google, you can type in sleek geek five whys, and you'll find an article that says how to find your why. Well, how to stay motivated so you can find your why. Really, it's a worthwhile exercise to do. Critical. The reason being is that if you wake up in the morning, and let's say you've got to wake up early, like this morning I woke up super early, I did some swimming training before work. Oh, it was, it was not easy to get up in the morning. Like, it was, I did not want to get out of bed. I had a headache. And special kudos to you because you're not an early bird by nature. Not at all. But I had to say, why am I doing this? Why is it important for me to push through even though I don't feel like it? Uh, I think a big one for many people is going to bed early to get enough sleep. Yeah. It's so much easier just to sit on the couch and watch TV or scroll on social media or, or something like that. It takes a lot of effort to go to bed because especially in the evening, you're normally lower on willpower. Yes. You're really expended throughout the day. So now you've got to ask yourself, why is it important for me to get enough sleep? Yes. What will happen if I got enough sleep today? How would I feel tomorrow? How would I feel in a year's time if I went to sleep on time every night this year? Sure. Um, you've really got to focus on why this action is actually going to be worth the effort and worth the sacrifice and worth the suffering. And you've just given me a great idea there. Mm. Because, you know, when you research like dictionary definitions of willpower, etc. Yes. You know, obviously one of them is delaying instant, it's, instant, it's about instant gratification. Yes. You know, a lot of the experiments that were done, the marshmallow experiment that was done on willpower, it's about delaying gratification. And for those who don't know, basically they did an experiment where they got a bunch of kids together yep. and they put little marshmallows in front of them. Yep. And they basically asked them to resist eating the marshmallows for as yes. long as possible. And those researchers then tracked those kids over several years into their adult life to see, I think I'm talking about it correctly. To, yeah, absolutely. And they, they then correlated the kids who showed the most willpower in that experiment, as in they delayed eating the marshmallow for as long as possible. And they found those kids ended up going on to be much more successful in life because they had the ability to delay gratification. They could study harder and play less. They could work yeah. harder and play less. Well, I mean, the experiment was basically like, if you can like not have this one, I'll give you like 10. Yes. That or one you could eat well. this one. Yes. So basically the, the, the choice was eat this one now or get 10 later. Yes. And that's it. And, and it's an interesting one because that is that, that that is saying that some people have more um, ability to resist gratification, mm. but that conclusion itself is obviously quite, um, it's not great because it's one we, dimensional because, because it's food related. Because then that makes it, makes it feel to people like it's predetermined. Yes, which it is. But then they did, a, they did a further study, okay. a second study where what they did was they took a bunch of kids and they first, with the one group, um, they promised them things like, I'm going to give you a crayon. Yeah. And then they gave the crayon to the kid. Okay. And with the other group, they said, I'm going to give you a crayon. And they didn't give the crayon to the kid. Mm. Okay. So for the one group, there was trust built ah. that, that, that they would actually get the reward. They knew that waiting would end up in a reward. Exactly. Whereas the other one, they didn't know that. And then they found, obviously, you can predict what happened. Mm. So in the end, what so, so that's just to say that how a kid grew up or, you know, what the context of the environment again mm. was one of the predeterminants. And even their belief, like if you truly believe that 
your actions and efforts and results, or your actions and efforts will result in the positive outcome you want. You know, some yes. people, they will start a workout plan or start a new eating program and they, they won't really believe it'll work. Like, what, why is this one gonna be different to all the other ones done in the past? Exactly. So they won't really try as hard as they could have, because they're almost like predicting it's gonna fail. And anyways. they won't push to that plateau. But you get other people who will be like, you know what, like, I'm going to do it. I believe in myself. I know this is gonna work. And they end up pushing a lot harder and doing a lot better because they have the belief. Yes. Um, and I think, I think belief also allows you to tolerate discomfort and pain a lot more. Absolutely. So, so just to get back to the, the reason why I went down the road with the marshmallow experiment was if you say that willpower has a lot to do with instant gratification. Yes. And, you know, you're talking about tapping into that why. Um, I think that a lot of the times it's about getting yourself out of the moment. Right. And getting yourself into the headspace of the future. Ah. which is very hard for humans to do. Yeah. Like it's a, it's that strategic thinking again. It's kind of like what is going to be the consequences, you know, mm. there's that, there's that death by a thousand paper cuts or, you know, expression where people, they don't feel the consequences. So if I eat a bowl of ice cream tonight, mm. I don't wake up a kilogram heavier tomorrow. Yeah. But if I can play out of my mind, you know what, if I keep doing this action, mm. that's where it's eventually going to result. I like that. So it's getting myself out of the instant gratification. Right. Because who doesn't want to eat a bowl of ice cream? Mm. I'm highly motivated to do it and it's easy. It's right in front of my face. Tastes good. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Exactly. But so, what are you, what is the trade-off? You know, what are you losing if you do that? And that's when I tap into my why. My why is more about what I want for my life. Yeah. Because if you, you, if know? you, if you give into that bowl of ice cream, you're basically giving up your, your why. Like if your goal is you want to be a better parent, you want to have the energy to play with your grandkids one day. Yes. If, if you associate saying no to that bowl of ice cream, it's like a trade-off. I can either say yes to the ice cream or yeah. I can say um, yes to my goal of walking, uh, playing with my kids one day. Yes. Like it, it's literally a trade-off and it's, in that moment. You're deciding what is more important. And it's contextual, you know, like I see it like as this, like let's say you've got this vision, mm. your why, your future you, this is your vision. Like everything that you do in your week, in your day, in your month is a step towards or a step away. Yes. So if you've been stepping towards it all week, then have the bowl of ice cream. It doesn't matter. Yes, you're taking one step back, but it's okay. You've been stepping forward all week. So you're not doing it repetitively, you know, like you are, but you repeatedly do. Exactly. Like, I mean, just remember when you're listening to this podcast, because we're all about balance and sneaky, we are not for one second saying that it's bad to have the ice cream. Yeah. We're just saying that if having the ice cream is not going to support the direction of your goals, here's some tools to help you with that. Right. Absolutely. You know? I mean, that's a critical thing. And you know, you also mentioned sleep, mm. like in some of my research around willpower, you know, we haven't mentioned it as a tool here. It's a good idea though. I actually, I actually read that sleep deprivation is highly, highly linked to a lacking of willpower. And I think the majority of people listening to this podcast will agree they're probably sleep deprived or not getting as much sleep as they'd like to. Exactly. We all know that when we sleep deprived, we make worse choices. Yeah. So it's actually, it's actually been shown like one of the tips that you can build your willpower, which we're going to talk about the next point is flex your willpower muscle. Mm. But one of the tips to build your willpower is actually to get more sleep. Absolutely. I mean, in our coaching program, it's one of the things we call a limiting factor. And often before we get clients to overhaul their lifestyle and to, you know, chuck out all the junk food and, and things like that and start this hardcore workout plan mm. or get the perfect workout plan. We just say, hey, like what happens if you got an hour more sleep every night? Yeah. Because very often it means, okay, they've got more energy to work out. 
it helps them manage their blood sugar better. They have less cravings. Mental clarity, creativity. Exactly. And suddenly there's all like, it it creates this like upward spiral. Yes. Where you just need to get one hour extra sleep and suddenly Mm. you can exercise more, you can eat better, you can be more productive and you have more willpower. Yeah. And you start to feel more successful. Cool. So now what happens if all that doesn't work or what, what is an extra thing? Let's talk about flex your willpower muscle. Cause that's like how you can build your willpower. Absolutely. You know, some people can say, you, how that, can you generate more willpower? Yes. Cause we do, we, the research does seem to suggest that willpower is limited, but it also suggests that you can build your willpower. You can actually create more of it over time. Just like when you go to the gym, okay. you can, you can train your muscles, you can build bigger muscles. Yeah. You can also flex your willpower. Now, it's so not going to get fatigued, but yeah. you can build them to sustain more. Exactly. So you're not going to double your willpower overnight. But let's just say, for example, I mean, this, this is a popular one that I use with my coaching clients. They all say, I've got this birthday party coming up. Um, I'm a bit worried about it. I'm worried about the junk food that might be there. What should I do? And after we've gone through a couple of, you know, scenarios and problem solving, the last step I always leave them with is, hey, like, if all of this goes out the window and things go south, if anything else, this is a great opportunity to flex your willpower muscle. Yeah. Just like actually challenge yourself to just stick it through. And you may be surprised at how strong you can actually be, especially yeah. if it's just for that one moment. You're not trying to be perfect for the rest of your life. You're just saying, okay, I'm just going to conquer today. I'm going to take it one minute at a time. I'm going to take it one day at a time. Yeah. And I'm just going to flex that willpower because I know by doing that, I'll be a little bit stronger tomorrow. Absolutely. I mean, like, I think, like I've mentioned before, I think there's times in your journey where you are highly connected to maybe a short-term goal. Yes. Like, you know, people are much more motivated when it comes to, you know, the start of summer when everyone's thinking about getting on the beach. Or a new year resolution. Yeah. Exactly. So when when you're feeling highly motivated, it's easier to do hard things. That's a good time to flex your willpower muscle. Yeah. Exactly. So that's when you'll find it easier. Absolutely. Um, You know, and you can also, you know, you can, you can, you can increase your willpower by, um, you know, making deals with yourself, I guess. Yeah. You know, maybe like rewards associated. Nice. To, I like that. To certain goals. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a good feeling, you know, wiring in. I know that often if I say no to something, I feel quite empowered. Yes. It's like you're proud of yourself almost. Exactly. Like, like oh, today, yeah. today in the, when I walked away from that meeting, not having had any peanuts. You felt good. I felt good. I felt yeah. like, you know what? I voted for what I want from life. So flexing your willpower during that meeting made you feel better afterwards. It almost made you feel more confident in your ability to do that again, right? Exactly. Like if you had a second meeting, yes. even though you've expended some willpower there, yeah. you also would have spurred yourself on a bit and you might have found it even easier in the next meeting to also keep doing that. And it's, that's what like, you know, it's like, that's how you build that muscle. It's yeah. like, you know, success creates success. Yes. It's almost like the more, the more you say, the more you keep giving in, the harder it is to not give in. Yeah. So you've almost got to break, you know, we, we at Sleek Eco are about creating habits. Yes. And habits are about creating a chain of, you know, like a, a streak of behaviors of wins yeah. to, to wire Wind, in a habit. Yes. And so what I find is like, when I'm at a phase in my life where I struggle to say no, mm. like I have to, it, it takes so much more willpower to break that cycle. Yes. It's almost like there's a period of pain that you have to have an egg. You've got to dig a little bit deeper yeah. and it gets easier. Mm. So it's almost like, you know, someone, a friend of mine was about to give up smoking right now 
And I said, listen, the best advice that I can give you, because guys, I gave up smoking after being a chain smoker for 16 years. So I know exactly that it's the hardest thing that one can do, or it was for me. I said, you know what, dude, it is going to suck. I said, prepare for the fact that these next few days are going to be hell. And, you know, that makes it a lot easier than for it to be a surprise for someone. You know, mm -hmm. if they prepared for that and it ends up being better. Nice. So, so what I'm saying is, is like, let's say I'm going through a phase now where I'm, you know, my rubber arm is being quite bendy and I keep giving in. Yeah. I know that to break that cycle, I'm going to have to dig extra deep. Just suck it up. Yeah. But once, once I've had a few times where I've said no, mm. then it gets easy. Because very often getting started is the hardest part, you know, getting Absolutely. started again. Like it's, it's that you you've, lost your, you've lost your momentum and now you've got to get started again. Like think about pushing a car, like getting the car going is the hardest part. Once it's going, okay, you just got to push enough to maintain that momentum. The car, the weight carries itself. The same with your habits. Exactly. And, and what you also find is, you know, people find it really hard to have willpower. Now, this is the irony of the situation mm. because, you know, you need it most when you're stuck. Yeah. But I find, let's say you're on a weight loss plateau and you feel like you're getting nowhere. Mm. It's harder to have willpower. Yes. It's easier to have willpower when you're getting results and you're feeling good and you're, you're seeing getting the changes. And yeah. You know, then it's like, you know, you're emboldened by that. Yeah. So ironically, it's going to be really hard. And that's why you've got to tap into those other systems, you know, designing your environment, automating, planning ahead. Exactly. Those are the things Focus that are going to help you why. in those hard times. Yeah. But, you know, absolutely you can build. I mean, I, even when I jumped out of an airplane, I said, you know, I'm, I'm flexing while I'm building my courage muscle. Yeah. The more you do hard things, the easier it is to do hard things. Exactly. Like, you, you know, know the, 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 absolutely, you know. Unfortunately, I think going through difficult situations often makes stronger people. Um, you know, there's a, there's a saying, it's that a calm, calm sea never made a seasoned sailor. Like, unfortunately, sure. like, figuring out how to navigate tough times and difficult situations makes you better at doing that in the future. The, the tough times seem less tough. The difficult situations seem less difficult. Yeah. Because you push through them and you've learned and you've become better. I mean, and sometimes it's just about having courage for 10 seconds. Yeah, like it's that it's it's that decision making time. It's like when when the waiter comes to the table and yeah. says, "Would you like some bread?" Yes, you know it's about in that second. Do you say no? We don't want any bread, mm. or yes, thanks, and then you end up eating. Well, I'm bread. in the R. Like there's a debate, right? Like are you going to have a debate in your head, or are you just going to say I don't do bread? Or or you know like standing in that queue at the shops mm. when you're waiting to pay for your groceries, surrounded by all those chocolates and sweets. Like are you going to make it through that minute or two? You know, or are you not? And, you know, that could be the difference between making and breaking your goals. And there's small strategies. Like, I mean, you can, if you're standing in the queue and you're surrounded by sweets, this is one time you actually want to pull out your phone and be mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. Like, find a way to distract yourself. Absolutely. Or uh, get something to keep you busy. Maybe, like, choose a healthier snack or something like that, you know? Um, there are just so many strategies, but you have to be open. You have to be willing to say, this is a problem but it's okay because yeah. I can solve it somehow. There's always a solution to it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as we go towards the end of this podcast, you know, I think you've got to design your life, uh, taking into account you as a person, your skills, your strengths, your abilities. Mm. So for example, I don't know why, but it always seems to me that you have more willpower around food than I do. Yes. Um, I still struggle very much with the emotional connection to food. Yeah. And, so what I've done is I've just designed my life in such a way that I don't have to, I don't need willpower that much. Mm. Like 
I've just designed my, my life in a way that like there's very few instances that I have to bring the willpower. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, let's take this for an example. Let's say I was choosing to go work every day in a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, because I like working and writing, you know, away from my office. Yes. Now, if I stuck myself into an environment every single day where there was a patisserie and a cake stack mm. and a menu, like that would be making my life very difficult. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, using all of these tips and um, tricks that we've taught mm. you on this on this podcast, you know, I've accepted eight years later, I still struggle with certain aspects of resisting, um, you know, those delicious foods that they're stuck in my face. And that's okay. It's normal, you know. Yeah. Everyone has errors they struggle with. But the, the thing is, you just got to find ways to make it easy. If a goal is important to you, you just got to accept what your limitations are yep. and just work with the cards you've been dealt, you know. Um, and I think my final tip for people is, is actually see if you can make a bit of a game out of it. Like, can you make it fun? Um, especially if, if you're feeling stuck, find ways to to keep it entertaining. So you maybe look and see, okay, what is the smallest thing I can change right now to get back on track? Yeah. Maybe, okay, you've had a, you've been away on holiday, you've been eating, eating junk food, and you're finding it hard to get back into routine. What is the smallest change you can make? Like literally like make it a game. What is the smallest thing I can do that seems so small, but it just gets me to take the first step. Absolutely. And then the next game is, okay, can I maybe turn it into like a streak, a winning streak? Can I do that three days in a row? Can I do it five days in a row? Can I set a new personal best? Yeah. You know, there's always ways to, um, I, I think turning things into a bit of a game, making them fun, making them interesting can make things a lot easier and a, and a lot more um, effective in the long run. And also just to bring it back to what we teach, you know, we teach healthy habits. Yeah. And Eric, you've always like pointed out to me, if you find a fit and healthy person that you admire and you analyze their life, yes. they're not on some special diet. They don't have any special superpowers. Mm. They've probably just got really good healthy habits that they've wired in over time. And so for me, that is the key, is that I really want people, I emphasize in the beginning, and I want to emphasize that at the end, that I want you to know that even if you feel like you lack willpower, or even if you do lack willpower, that doesn't mean that you can't succeed because a lot of people who succeed probably also have quite a low willpower if you put them in the wrong situations constantly. Exactly. So go think about the errors in your life where you do have a lot of willpower, the things where you do hard things consistently day in and day out, even when you don't want to. Yep. And just look for clues. Like why is it that you can get yourself up out of bed to go to work every day? Why is sure. it that you can... Uh, go pick a kids up from school. Why is it that you can do these hard things? What is the reason? What have you done to make life easier? Like maybe uh, on your way to work, you, you go pick up a nice coffee that you enjoy in the car. Maybe you listen to your favorite radio show while you're stuck in traffic on the way to work. Sure. There's these small things that, that make it a little bit less painful, you yeah. know? Um, and, and I think also it stands to reason, like be realistic about your life and the context of your life. For example, I find it strange, you know, you have someone, let's take someone who is a working mother mm. in a very like hectic job with kids, being a mom, and then they wonder or they beat themselves up because they don't have the kind of level of motivation that some Instagram model they saw has mm. who's posting selfies every day at the gym. Why don't they look like their personal trainer? Because that person is so highly motivated because it's their job. 
They get paid it's, for it. It's their livelihood. It's how they yeah. earn their money. It's how they keep their sponsorships, you know, the, so that they can keep saying, oh, try out this new supplement. It's because someone's paying their money to do that. Mm. So in terms of the priorities that everyday people can have in their lives, I think you also need to be realistic. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you can't, you can't compare yourself to people who are off the charts, off the charts motivated because they have a totally different context of their life. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's an excellent way to to put that all into perspective. And, you know, the way you, you think about these things and the way you judge yourself based on it is very, very important. Yeah. So just to recap, you know, this podcast is all about how to need less willpower and how to create more of it. So to need less willpower, you want to design your environment. That's honestly the biggest tip. Yeah. And it influences your life more than motivation, more than luck, more than genetics, more than anything else because it affects you every minute, every day. You want to automate or pre-commit as much as possible, whether that's uh, booking a personal trainer, having a friend meet at the gym, laying out your, your gym clothes the night before. Taking the decision-making and negotiation out of it. Scheduling time, pre, pre-preparing veggies, that kind of thing. Uh, you want to really know your why, you want to focus on your why, and you want to think about it every single day and how your actions right now are a means to that end. And, and emotionally connecting to what you're absolutely want to yeah feel it like how will you feel when you achieve your why how how will you, what will you be able how to will your do life change exactly who will you be and finally don't be afraid to flex your willpower muscle you can do hard things I know it may suck but I'm sure you've been through some pretty hard things in life before you survived them you can do the same again yeah there's always a saying you know eating vegetables isn't hard quitting cocaine is hard. Absolutely. You know, like, just get some perspective there. Don't be afraid to flex your willpower muscle. It will make you stronger. Absolutely. And the last thing I would say there is like, if you fail, don't berate yourself. You know, you don't suck. You're not a bad mm. person for giving in on a bowl of ice cream. Like, you know, if we're saying that willpower is like a muscle, you know, sometimes you train your muscle, uh, you know, like, you know what it's like, Eric, when you've been laid off from the gym. Yeah. You know, all of us came back yeah, having trained at home from COVID. Yeah. Like, you know, during COVID, when people are training at home, they probably couldn't train their legs yeah. as well as they could with a few dumbbells at home. Yeah. You get back to the gym now, you get back on the leg press, the squat machine, and you're like, hey, I'm not as strong as I used to be. So, guys, you've got to realize that your ability to have willpower is going to vary, um, you know, as the different fluctuations in your life happen. Yeah. And it's okay. So, really, don't beat yourself up. Just try harder next time. Health is a practice. We practice, 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 and we get better. But I think this has been some really been awesome a great, great topic, yeah. We're 57 minutes in. I hope you guys have got massive value out of it. If you love this, please share it. Please, whatever platform you're on, if you're on iTunes, if you're on Spotify, whatever it is, please subscribe so you can catch the next one. Share it with your friends. And if you're a first-timer and you've just found Sleek Geek, please go back um, and listen to our other podcasts. Join our Facebook group to search for Sleek Geek Health Revolution got a wonderful community of over 100,000 people for you to get involved with. It's been an absolute pleasure, Eric. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you so much for hosting us in your home to record this podcast today. Um, guys, go out there and uh, flex those willpower muscles. <laughs>